Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. I'm excited about this one. It's going to be extremely useful to all of our listeners, so glad to be here. So this topic was something that one of our listeners requested. Actually, I don't think it was, it was two emails and then probably a bunch of other people that have suggested it. The topic of today's show, Julie, is... What does, quote, the market's back actually mean? And how are you guys going to deal with that? So back by a popular request, as Tim said, we're going to talk about how do you make sure that you price something correctly so Julie. that you are on the edge but not overpricing and you don't lose the listing. Okay, good. All right, so guys, the topic of today's show, as Julie just said, there was a little bit of an interruption um, in the audio, so Julie will hopefully call back in and it won't be a problem, is you're hearing a lot from your sellers that are giving you sales uh, resistance with regards to pricing the um, the house correctly. And I know that's frustrating. It's driving you crazy. Sellers have unrealistic expectations, and sometimes, unfortunately, the unrealistic expectations are being supported by the news, the media, and uninformed part-time realtors. That's the other thing you guys got to keep in mind, especially this time of year. You are going to have lots and lots of issues with uh, agents who come out of the woodwork just for the spring, take a few listings, and then disappear again. And what you've got to be doing is you've got to be thinking in terms of what is it that the sellers are thinking, uh, what is their expectation, and what do you need to be telling them, how do you need to be educating them so that they can make smart pricing decisions. Remember, as a rule, the media, the media in general, I guess this radio show makes Julie and I part of the media as well, but the media in general, is, especially in real estate, is going to trail what's actually happening by 60 to 90 days. So I can give you guys a little sample of what I'm seeing across the country. It does still feel like a boiling hot seller's market in most markets. This is true. But I'm telling you that I'm seeing a slowdown. I'm starting to see and hear from our coaches and a handful of my private clients that the days in the market is extending, that they're having to do price changes. That is indicative of a market that's starting to shift back towards equilibrium and maybe towards the end of the, this year, we might actually have a buyer's market. So what you're going to be having, use the notes that you're going to take from today's radio show and write as many of these things down and re- use some of the scripts that we're going to give you so that the sellers can, yes, price in such a way that they take full advantage of the seller's market. Again, I know it's not all of you, but most of you. But at the same time, they don't want to overprice and miss the market. So, Julie, you want to just jump right in? Yeah, definitely. So again, the point is mainly to help you handle these seller clients who are pushing you for higher and higher prices and perhaps are reacting to various things that they see or hear in the media. And your goal is to price the home to get top dollar for your sellers, but without overpricing and causing an appraisal issue. At the same time, pressure's on you to not lose the listing to some other agent who overpromises. It is a delicate balance, and we're very sensitive to that for you guys. So this is a good time for you to be taking notes and figure out how you're going to strategize that. Okay, so let's just jump right into this. The first point, oh, okay, so let me just kind of do a caveat here. If you're not coming across this scenario, you have other work to do, which is to become a listing agent so that you are dealing with this. Listing agents always win. Buyer's agents do not always win. 
think about the times that you've written and found out you were competing with six, eight, ten, twenty different offers. Well, you know, only one person ended up buying that house, but the listing agent won. So if this is not something you've experienced yet, it's because you've got to work on your listing skills. So how do we deal with this whole issue of the market's back? All right, so number one, know your market stats and your micro market stats. What are the facts? Well, what do we need to know here? First thing, average days on the market in the neighborhood you're listing in, not just in your town, but the individual neighborhood, the school district, and the micro neighborhood. So where we used to sell in the Midwest, if we looked at the overall town statistics, it was usually anywhere from 120 to 180 days. However, in our micro neighborhoods, we could have as low as seven days on the market, and then there were other neighborhoods that it was like 1,000 days on the market. So you've got to really know the little micro area. Next is to know the list-to-sell price ratio in the neighborhood. So the list-to-sell price ratio is simply how much you can expect to negotiate up or down. What's the difference between the list price and what it actually closes for? I know there's uh, just many coaching examples that I can tell you where the average list-to-sell price ratio is like 104 or 107%. That means that you're getting over list by 4%, 7%, something like that. And then there's other neighborhoods where maybe the list-to-sell price ratio is 95%, so you can expect to negotiate 5% down from the list price. You have to know that to properly educate your sellers and to have a really good pricing strategy. And that's not just in a hot seller's market. That's in any market you should know this. And in fact, if you're going to a listing presentation and you don't know this stuff, honestly, I wouldn't blame the seller for not listing with you because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> okay? so, and Tim, jump in if you think I'm being too hard on them, but this is uh, basically the facts on all listing presentations. So next is... Know the competition. Preview in person. Actually set up previews for what you're competing against, or at the very least, preview by looking at the pictures online so you know what you're talking about. Next is know what's not in the MLS. Unrepresented sellers, for example. Pocket listings of other agents in your office, in your company, or just agents at large. Know the pocket listings that are coming. New construction, you've got to know that. So point number one has a lot of stuff in it. Know your stats. Know the facts. You can't properly price something without knowing these things. You're just basically throwing a dart at the wall. And I realize that a lot of you guys um, believe that because it's a hot market, you can get away with throwing a dart at the wall, and you'll, you know, you'll be okay part of the time, but not all the time. So number two, call the agents who have pendings in the area that you're about to list in. Get as much pricing intel out of them as you can. This is extra impressive for your seller prospects, and it gives you a pricing edge over your competition. So, Tim, point number three. Well, Julie, check your chat. And so I want to drill down on that last one. In a market like this where it is hard to price things, and I'll tell you where it's really hard to price things is where you're pricing stuff that's not in a subdivision, that's unusual. And that's a lot of you. If you're in you know, our hometown of Austin, if you're in um, certain parts of really any market. I remember you know, Julie and I are from Columbus, Ohio, and there was areas in Clintonville where – you know, you could hopefully price based on square footage, but the reality of it was is there's so many other variables that you really should be calling the folks that have homes in contract, the listing agents that have properties in contract, and getting out of them, they won't necessarily tell you the exact pending amount because it's illegal, but they'll give you a, a range. 
that will give you the inside information so that if you're competing on a listing, when you go to talk with that seller, you're not just going to use MLS comps. You're going to have that extra bit of information that's going to give you a pricing edge. Trust me when I tell you. Even if your presentation skills are a little bit rusty, a lot of sellers, when they see that you made the extra effort and you're giving them extra information about pricing, that is going to get you the listing just because they'll see that you're that much more professional than the other agents who just basically did a quickie CMA out of the um, MLS. All right, so point number three is provide three net sheets in your listing, uh, for your listing prospect. Low, medium, and high. Use the net sheet programs like your title or escrow agent. Some MLSs do this or create your own net sheet based on a HUD statement. Mr. and Mrs. Seller is your script. We can price it to sell immediately or we can price it to test the market based on your time frame, which is best for you. Let me give you a suggestion on these net sheets. We had, and we have part of our coaching program, one net sheet that has all three different scenarios on the net sheet. So the, you know, there's the Mr. Seller, here's the house that bas- here's the price that would cause it to sell in 30 days or less. This is the price that would cause it to sell in, say, 30 to 60 to 90 days. And here's the price that would basically cause it to sit on the market where we're just sort of throwing a dart at the board, and that would be the price that maybe is, you know, really out of the norm where there's no justification for it. That would be the type of price that most of your sellers, especially the unmotivated sellers, are going to be the most attracted to. The thing you've got to always let the sellers know is that the market is constantly changing. There's not a price. There's a price for that hour that you're meeting with the seller. Let them know that um, the fact is is that there could be a bunch of stuff come for sale. There could be a new subdivision that was announced. There could be um, an employer that uh, decided to lay off a bunch of uh, people, like in Houston, for example, Texas, the hottest real estate markets, one of the best states to live, all that, right? But in Houston, there's pockets of housing Nearer where a lot of these, uh, a lot of folks lost their jobs or are losing their jobs at the oil companies because of the fact that oil prices dropped. So guess what? There's not going to be as much exploration. There's not going to be as much money spent on looking for new sources of oil. Yeah, that means a lot of engineers are going to lose their jobs. That means a lot of houses are going to come for sale. And so there are little micro slices in your marketplace that you need to be aware of. So remind the seller that a price today is not necessarily the price tomorrow because all these types of things that can affect price. Something else that a lot of us aren't really paying attention to, but Julie and I watch this for the sake of all you guys, are interest rates. Interest rates are going to increase this year. It's assumed that they'll increase. What is kind of scary is the significance on you as an individual practitioner and your buyers and your sellers of just a tiny little price or rate increase. A tiny little rate increase will take out literally hundreds of thousands of buyers from the market. It will make it so they can no longer afford the price because of the fact they can't qualify for the payment. So the interest rates are going to rise. At the same time, the mortgage standards are going to stay roughly the same. In other words, pretty tough. So that's going to leave a lot of your fence-sitting buyers who are trying to time the market. They're going to basically be out of the market because they're no longer going to be able to qualify for mortgage. You need to be really clear with these guys Take on um, a, almost a coaching relationship with some of these clients who think that they somehow have the winning hand and give them a, a view of what's happening down the road. Also, when you're doing these net sheets for these sellers, you want to explain to them, you can go and find this information on your own in case they're burying their heads in the sand about uh, interest rates. Print off some or email them some links. Print off some information from all the different sites like Bloomberg, CNBC, um, you know, Tons of information on the fact that rates are going to increase. How much? Who knows? But even at, like I said, even an eighth of a point, a quarter of a point, is going to make a huge difference. And Mr. Seller, statistically, if rates just go up by an eighth of a point, 
by August, September, and that's what most economists are expecting, that means that in your price range, and again, in the, your price range is really important in the upper end price ranges, all of California is going to be affected by even a tiny little blip in interest rates. All of New York is going to be affected by a tiny, anything where people are essentially having to spend um, $700, $800, a million dollars just on a normal run-of-the-mill house. Toronto, up, up in Canada, a lot of you guys, you're going to experience a lot of people that are trying to save money, trying to be responsible, wanting to buy houses. Interest rates increase. Of course, Toronto's not tied to the interest rates in America, but same concept. And then the next thing you know, they're going to not be able to buy because you won't have been informing them that the interest rate hike is going to take them out of the market. Sellers need to know that they will have fewer buyers to pick from, fewer contracts. And as a result of that, the uh, price will probably drop towards the end of the year. That's what we're expecting. You need to be preparing your buyers and your sellers. So the net sheets are important so you can expose the seller to the realities of the market. It opens up a conversation that might lay the groundwork for future price changes. Julie, are you there? All right, so point number four, discuss with your sellers what the strategy will be if the home doesn't appraise or if the price you put in or whatever you put it in contract on. If it's not all cash and it's your best offer, what happens to their situation? What if, the, what if it sells, you know, basically what happens in a situation where they price it at such a point where it's not all cash, they have to accept a finance contract, and because it was a competitive bid situation, you need to be letting them know that in the case where the house doesn't appraise and the buyers can't come up with the difference between the appraisal price and uh, essentially the amount of money that the person's approved for, if you're not in one of these all-cash type markets, what's going to happen? You need to have that conversation with them ahead of time so they're not surprised. And what is going to happen? They have really three choices. They can decide not to sell the house, which you know, let's assume that's not going to be an option. They can um, decide to uh, let that contract die and go find another buyer. Or they might have to actually lower the price so that it, it will sell for the appraised amount. That is going to be a conversation you want to have ahead of time. That way, in the midst of the negotiation, if that does become a problem, they don't want to uh, essentially hang you guys from the tallest tree. Does that make sense? All right, so next we're going to move on. Julie, are you back? I am. Okay, so, I am. Okay, good. So point number five, Julie. Okay, point number five is to actually befriend an appraiser. This is a great thing for you guys to do overall, but especially in this kind of market. It's very helpful for unusual, non-cookie-cutter homes. Be able to call an appraiser friend up and pick their brain about your pricing strategy. We've got lots of uh, farm and land clients. We've got agents that do a little bit of mixture of commercial and residential. Maybe you're just a little bit out of your stomping ground or you're doing something that's a little bit unusual, a horse farm, for example, where there might be one price for the property, another price for the land, another price for the stables. You know, All these things have value. So be friends with an appraiser because an appraiser does this all day long for a living. They see more of this type of uh, pricing challenge than you probably do even as a big listing agent. An appraiser is prob- a good appraiser is probably going to have more pricing strategies for you, so make sure that you're friends with one. Point number six, and this is big, always know what price the seller wants before you arrive at your listing appointment so you can better prepare your strategy. When they say some crazy price, not that that ever happens, right, Tim? When they say, (laughs) you know, whatever their crazy price is, because just the nature of being a seller means that the price went up, just say, ah, $650, that's interesting. How did you arrive at that price? You know, we all have a, uh, an immediate reaction. 650 are you kidding me? You can say that to yourself, 
but your script is 650 that's interesting how did you arrive at that price because sellers overpriced for two reasons it's either ignorance or arrogance ignorance is when they don't know how to price you know their next door neighbor's house just sold and they got 650 but they don't realize that their neighbor's house is a five bedroom and theirs is a three bedroom and that that actually matters okay so don't overreact maybe they just don't know what they're doing which is also why they need you more or is it arrogance? Arrogance is they say, I'll, I'll sell for 650 at my price or I'm not going to sell at all just because I think that it's worth 650 because it's my house. That's totally well, ignorant. Well, ignorance yeah. is the, age, the, the listing agent's job to cure, right? Uh, arrogance, yeah. which is also known as ego, uh, yeah. that happens. That's a lot. You guys got to be sensitive to that because every seller, does not matter if it's an investment property or whatever, uh, they will always think their property is. If you show them five comps, you know, you, you know this. Anyone's ever been on a listing appointment, you know the seller's always going to choose the highest property. I mean, if you have two condos and one condo just sold for 850000 at a full ocean view, another condo, which is just as nice, but it, it doesn't have an ocean view, um, and the seller thinks it's worth you know, $850,000, you are going to have to explain to them what the ocean view is worth historically. You are going to have to get in there and really do a good drill down, a good, uh, drill down in the MLS. And in most markets, an ocean view could be worth as much as $200,000. So you have to know all these little nuances of your individual market. But with regards to um, this, the point that Julie's making uh, as far as how to get through the sellers and their ego – is you got to be very, very careful that you don't get into a conflict with them. You don't want to argue with them. Don't try to be right. When you're having a pricing conversation, the worst thing you can do with a seller is try to be right. Honestly, sometimes you just have to fall on your sword and overprice it. And in, that ha in this market, I know that happens a lot just because you don't want to lose the listing and every other agent is coming in there is blowing sunshine up the sellers, you know what. So you can overprice it, but when you do – I want you to be honest with them and say, Mr. Seller, listen, I appreciate the fact and I agree with you that the house is definitely – you have to sell them on the idea that you believe in the house. If you just are essentially thinking that you're going to get the listing uh, and uh, you're, going to, you're somehow compromising yourself to take the listing, they won't list it with you. So even if you are taking the li uh, listing at a price that you are not completely comfortable with, which is okay – you have to sit, not let the sellers believe that you feel like you're somehow compromising. You have to still believe in it. You have to literally tell them that. Mr. Seller, even though the market is telling us the property is worth 575, I completely and totally understand why you feel it's worth 650. I mean, the finishes and the remodel that you've done and the everything and the everything and, the, and this and that and the other are extraordinary. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and price the house at 650, but let's agree that after two weeks or ten showings, if we don't have a real written verified offer on the property, they will reposition the house in the market by at least 10%. Listen to all the little words I used. I didn't say lower the price. I said reposition the house on the market. The full, uh, full script for that is, Mr. Seller, we have to reposition the house on the market so that we correctly reflect the buyer's expectations. Now, that sounds nice, doesn't it? Never say lower the price. Lower the price is fingers on a chalkboard to any seller. Would be to you, too. Always say reposition the house on the market so that you correctly reflect the market's expectation. I'm going to give you guys a bonus script. It's more of a strategy. As Julie said, and this point was about knowing what the seller thinks the house is worth before you go on the appointment. One of the things that we teach all of our coaching clients to do is when you're pre-qualifying the seller, when you're going through the process that we teach all of you, one of the questions when you're trying to get at the uh, essence of what they think the house is worth is a lot of times 
they won't tell you what they think it's worth. When you get a seller that won't come out and tell you what they think it's worth, it's almost always because what they think it's worth is really overpriced, and they suspect that. And they'll say things like, well, I want to hear what you say, or I want to know what you think, or they'll say something like, well, isn't that your job to tell me? I mean, when you get a little bit of resistance like that, that is a red flag that that seller has an idea what the market is, but they want to price it at the very, very top. It is their prerogative, their right to do that. Okay, so here's the strategy. Mr. Seller, so let's assume that they've given you a little bit of resistance. That's your job to tell me what the price is or, you know, blah, 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 or I'd rather not say. Those are the types of responses you get. So what I want you to say is, Mr. Seller, listen, I appreciate the fact that it's my job to help you price the property correctly, and that's the reason I'm asking you this question. So what properties have you seen sell that were similar to your house that have sold maybe in the last six months? Maybe you saw it at a Christmas party. Maybe you saw them when they were for sale before, or neighborhood block party, or yard sale. doesn't matter. What properties... Have you seen sell in the last six months you, that you think are the closest comps um, to your property, just so that I can make sure that I'm using our time together to the highest level and I can give you the best information? I mean, I, can get inf- I've, I know all the properties. I've seen all of them. Um, maybe some of them I've even sold. I'm just curious from your perspective which ones you think are the closest comps to yours. See what I'm doing there, guys? They're then going to tell you what they actually think their house is worth inadvertently. So you'll know what's going on in their head. And to Julie's excellent point, walking into a listing presentation without having a very clear understanding what the seller thinks the house is worth is, in essence, you guys performing malpractice, right? You're walking into a situation that could be absolutely like walking into a minefield. Don't do it. Follow our process. Ask the questions we give you to ask. Next point, Jules. Next point is point number seven. Make a commitment to actually take all listings, do what it takes to take the listing where the seller has to sell. Don't lose it over price when you know they have to move. Remember that somebody is going to ultimately make a commission on that sale. It should be you. And yes, that might mean that you've got to adjust the price once or twice to get there. Perhaps the reason they're overpriced is because they don't have to move for 60 or 90 days. Maybe they're building. Maybe their relocation isn't coming through for a while, and they just don't want to be homeless. Again, you'll never know that unless you're asking really great pre-qualification questions. So current active coaching clients, make sure that you have downloaded and are using the buyer and seller pre-qualification scripts that we give you with your coaching because all of these questions are in there. It's designed to make it so that you don't walk into that minefield that Tim mentioned where you walk in and the house doesn't look like you thought. It's not going to be the price that you thought. You don't have any idea about what the seller's strategy is, and they want to price it higher because they just read an article in the paper. I mean, how are you going to handle that if you don't have all of your facts together? All right, we have three more points, but before we do, I want to uh, remind all of you um, that for this month and probably June, we're going to be offering free coaching calls. If you've not received your free coaching call yet, we now have a staff of 14. Did you know we added two more people, Julie? <laughs> we now have a <laughs> now staff of four. Yeah, we now have a staff of 14 people that are there, coaches that are there to give you guys free coaching calls. All you have to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and you literally schedule your own free coaching call. You pick the day, you pick the time, um, and then the coach calls you. We send you email reminders. It's a very simple, elegant system, but then you guys can have your free coaching call. And when you do, and I'm actually looking at the actual physical books right here in front of me, we're going to give you our Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. This is the um, uh, essentially a modern, updated version of Napoleon Hill's book. It's actually quite a big book. How many pages is this bad boy anyway? 
300, 400, uh, 413 pages. And we're also going to give you a free copy of our book, The Real Estate Treasure Map, which is becoming a great seller on Amazon. So you guys get those free. You don't have to buy them on Amazon. And all you have to do is request a free coaching call. And also a quick reminder, we are now offering student loans. So you can get in, and when you're on your call with your free, uh, for your free coaching call, ask about this, you can become a member of our most elite coaching program, the Breakthrough Coaching Program, where you get your own private coach, where you get access to all of our material, all of our presentations, the pre-listing pack, everything. And you can join that program, not for $997. Well, you can if you, choose to, if, you, if you don't want to use our financing. But through student loans now, you can actually join that coaching program for only 359 bucks. That is incredible. I know a lot of you guys are really excited about that. Go to our website, timandjulieharris.com, for more information on that. You obviously can go to uh, freecoachingcallsforagents.com um, and get uh, your free coaching call, those free books, and ask about the student loans. Miss Julie, point number eight. Point number eight is simple. When you need your continuing education credit, as all of you do, actually take an appraisal class. I know it's boring. I know it's analytical, but it's probably the most useful thing you can be doing for your continuing ed credit. So make sure you do it. Point number nine, watch what's happening to your local numbers like your life depends on it. Knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. Fearing your sellers will cause you to react emotionally, and you will earn less money as a result. So the more you know, it is true in real estate, the more you will earn. So be reading the real estate section in your local paper. If you serve several communities, get their local smaller newspapers and get up to speed on what's happening. That includes new construction. It includes sale prices, days on the market, trends, all of that fun stuff. We do that. All of our coaches do that all over the country in tons of different markets so that we can be the best coaches for you guys. Make sure that you're doing the same thing for your own clients. So next point, number 10, if you are pricing a resale listing in an area surrounded by new construction, you must preview the new home competition, understand the pricing and perks offered by those builders, and be able to compete against them. Remember, when builders have incentives, especially when they have in-house financing, that means that your $400,000 listing may be competing with a builder's $575,000 house, maybe even higher than that, using the builder buy-downs and perks. So if you have well, a resale Julie, and you're but, getting killed, that's why. Go ahead. But Jules, you just, she just said something really critical. I hope, Hopefully all of you guys are getting this. Because what happens is the um, builder, yes, the buyer is paying for it in their purchase price. Okay? But what builders are doing, and they are brilliant at doing this, is they are buying down the interest rate for the buyer, which makes, to Julie's point, the house that you're, the resale used house with the used furniture, the used windows, the used roof, the used air conditioners, the used everything, for four hundred and say twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars, they're able to make the payment the same as a brand new house for say five fifty to five seventy-five because they're buying down the interest rates. So when you look in the oh, that Mr. Seller, that is not competition for us. That's you know almost two hundred thousand dollars more. You are wrong, and you're doing your seller a disservice, and you're going to wonder why you keep on losing or you're not getting the market activity. Guys, new construction always sucks the life out of resale. It just does. A lot of people would much prefer to buy a brand new house. In a lot of cases, guys, it makes really good financial sense to buy a new house opposed to a used house. You've got to be explaining to your sellers the reality that new construction brings to a marketplace, and oftentimes it's going to cause lots of consternation. Buyers are going to sit on the fence. They're going to wait to learn more about the subdivision. They're going to go and talk with the builder's reps, and they're going to get all confused by it and all the rest of it. So be prepared when dealing with sellers, and that's our primary objective is making you guys killer listing agents. 
be prepared with all of the information about the local new construction. It's not just good enough to know about the new construction that has already been announced. You have to know about the new construction that's coming your way. Check with your local BIA. There's oftentimes really great resources at your boards of realtors to know about what's going on. Attend the builder tours when those happen. Do whatever it takes to become a true market expert. Listen, I'm not stupid, guys. I know a lot of you are really, if we're being honest, very part-time agents. You are essentially doing your transactions. Uh, you're going to you know, hopefully sell a few houses, and then you're going to essentially go back into hibernation. I know that happens. That's the nature of our industry. A million agents, the reality of it is, is there's probably only 250,000 that are selling a majority of the houses. That's, those are the numbers. I also know that statistically, there's a huge turnover rate in real estate. Some people say three years. Some people say four years. Something like 95% of all realtors essentially are gone, replaced by new agents. You have to be remembering the thing that makes it so that you can last are the points that we just gave you on today's radio show. It is becoming a true market expert. It's becoming a, a resource. It's going to take effort. You are going to have to do your homework on this. Don't expect your broker or your office manager, your team leader, or whatever terminology you're using to do this for you. You have to become the market expert. You have to take the time. So you are going to be the one that's ultimately responsible for providing the best information and the best service for your prospective sellers. Then you don't have to be one of the statistics of agents that comes and goes in the business. You can be someone that's in the industry for a long period of time who's continually becoming more and more successful, and you can become one of our superstars. Listen, guys, anything and everything we can do to help you, we're always here. We always want to... Uh, frankly give you the best information we can on this radio show so if you choose to or if you choose not to become one of our coaching clients you still walk away having your information having the information you need to go out there and be great services uh, to your sellers and of course your buyers we want to uh, shout out to our title sponsors and the first one is mojosells.com we talk about mojo on practically every radio show if you don't know about mojo go to mojosells.com one of the absolute necessities that all of you guys are employing in your businesses second one, of course, is 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE, another absolutely brilliant tool to use for generating your own buyer leads. It's only $37 a month, so it's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, and the next one is we have a new uh, sponsor that's coming online. I believe they're starting in June, but I'm going to give them um, a free uh, promo here is Z Buyers. You guys, I've interview interviewed, I believe it was the owner, the founder of Z Buyers. I like the service. A lot of our coaching uh, clients like the service. I've never heard anything bad about these guys. It's kind of a cool thing that they've built. So definitely check out Z Buyers, and that is going to, um, you know, we're, I'm going to have the Z Buyer guy back. We have lots of really cool upcoming interviews for you. Um, the president of NAR is back on. We have the president of a lot of the national real estate brands. And, of course, like we did last Friday, we're going to continue to bring to you interviews with some of our superstars, some of the agents that are, frankly, leading the way to this long-term real estate recovery. If there's anything we can do for you at any time, please request a free coaching call. And if you have any ideas for future radio shows, guys, remember, just email them to Julie or myself directly. And my email address is, and here it is, it's Tim at symbol, T-I-M-A-N-D-J-U-L-I-E-H-A-R-R-I-S.com, TimAndJulieHarris.com. So Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, or, of course, Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. All right, you guys have a fantastic day. Go out and do some good, would you? This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows 
And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.